sort of profound acceptance, that's where we get our resiliency. That's where we get the bounce back. That's where we get to come back better than normal. This is Still Here, a podcast from WFAE that asks, what does resiliency look and feel like to you? And how have you felt and been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Everything's not perfect. Everything's not an Instagram post. What helped you overcome challenges you faced? And what did you do to cope? What COVID has kind of given us is this need to become more resilient, the need to understand how it can be a method for coping. I'm Sarah D'Elia. In today's story, we hear from an owner of a Charlotte music venue about surviving the pandemic and two break-ins, one at his place of business and the other at his own home. Ever since 46-year-old Joe Coleman had to close the doors to the Evening Muse over a year ago, he's fielded constant questions about what the future holds for the Noda music venue. He gets it. Those questions are on his mind, too. When are you going to open? What's going to happen? So it's like you're answering it every time and you're just kind of like, all right, you know, and you just breathe through it and tell them it's like, it's going to be a while. For nearly 20 years, the Evening Muse has provided a home to musicians, poets, and comedians. That's two decades worth of songs, lyrics, and jokes, all held within its walls. The venue has weathered a recession, the expansion of the light rail, which included street closures, and the construction boom of new apartments that swallowed other local businesses whole. And now Joe can add surviving a pandemic to that list. I just wanted to get back to what we had been doing most of our lives, just putting on shows and being around the artists, being with guests and giving people a good time. There's been a lot of change Joe has had to surrender to during the pandemic. The first was accepting that music venues would be closed for a while. And as the year wore on, more challenges were thrown his way. In the early morning hours of December 19th, Joe woke up to his phone ringing. It was way too early for a social call. Someone broke into the evening muse. Fortunately, they didn't get away with anything. I mean, there wasn't any money in the register. We don't keep money in there at night anyways. But it really got me thinking and realizing how desperate people were. Because it had been a long time since the music had been broken into. You know, it's a sign of the times. Joe got some wood and boarded up the windows with the help of his friend and business partner, Don Kloster. After that, he said there was nothing to do but count themselves lucky and go out for breakfast. And as we were driving, you know, we wound up going over to the Landmark Diner, masked and everything. (laughs) Um, Just a beautiful sunrise that we got to see. So I kind of was like, all right, you know, no need to get bent out of shape. They didn't get anything. Let's not waste energy on that. Could be a lot worse. Just lost a little bit of sleep, but at the same time, got to have breakfast with my friend. Joe continued through the slow pandemic shuffle. 2021 rang in. He has a tradition of picking a word that's the theme for the new year. He reflects on it daily. The word for 2021? Resiliency. Resiliency to me, it's a muscle. And it's something that we have to keep training. And it's something that we have to feed and take care of. Just like a muscle, it has to be tested and broken down. And then it comes back stronger. He didn't realize when he picked the word resiliency that it was going to prepare him for what came next. 
January 26 was a normal day for Joe. That evening, he went for a grocery run for a friend who's been homebound during the pandemic. It was a cold night. When he got to the Food Lion parking lot, a woman approached him and asked for some spare change. He didn't have any, but offered to buy her what she needed. She asked for soap, sandwiches, and water. He brought those items out and then dropped off groceries for his friend. Came home and, you know, I could see from the driveway through the window behind me, actually, um, that all the cabinet doors in the kitchen were just wide open. And I was like, that's weird. And then I noticed my side gate was open and I was like, oh, man, somebody broke in. And I wasn't gone, but 45 minutes. Yeah. While Joe was shopping for his friend and the stranger he had randomly met, the back door to his house was jimmied open. Someone went inside and ransacked his home. They did get a coin jar that meant something to me. My dear buddy Rodney, who passed away in 2011, had given me this moonshine jug that I just used as a coin collector or whatever. So they took that, which kind of irked me. And they also took my Eagle Scout medals. And they also took my diploma. Computers were stolen that had personal writing Joe had not backed up. I haven't been able to get around to feeling confident in sharing that stuff. I think that's part of why I hadn't backed it up. So I think there's a lesson in here for me with all that to not be afraid to share that. He started to reflect on what he was supposed to take away from these two break-ins and the cards he was dealt in 2020 and now in 2021. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of despair. Joe was determined not to let these break-ins get to him. So he kept turning back to that word resiliency. Part of what has continuously helped Joe be resilient throughout his life was the act of forgiveness. Have you forgiven the people that have broken into the muse? Have you forgiven the people that have broken into your house? Absolutely. Really? Yep. It's not energy for me to hold on to. It's not really going to be productive. The amount of time and effort that they put into it, it's more of an inconvenience than anything. There's several collective issues that I think are way more worthy of my headspace than just like being upset with somebody that was desperate. Throughout the course of the pandemic, Joe developed self-care rituals to help him make it through. He attends a men's group, sort of a support slash group therapy meeting. He cooks for himself. He works on home repairs he'd been putting off before the pandemic. One of the best things to come out of the pandemic is that Joe, a self-described workaholic, has slowed down. I've gotten into having a fire out back. Um, I have a fire pit now, and it's funny, my ex-wife would smack me upside the head because we never would do that. I was just so busy. I was such a workaholic and a jerk back then, and she was always like, oh, let's let's go camping. Let's have a fire. And I was, I'm like, I just... I've been working all the time and I just didn't want to, and I didn't understand the value of it. Joe's not only reflecting on what resiliency looks like for him, he's also thinking about what resiliency looks like for the Evening Muse, which celebrates its 20th birthday, April 6th. Our resolve and resiliency will come by way of the community and the public's need and desire. And because it's live music's been taken away from them, that they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I didn't realize how much I missed that. I didn't realize the value of it. And so I, I think it's just going to come back in a really, really big way. The first step is a virtual birthday party from the music venue on Saturday, April 10th. In May, the Evening Muse will open its doors to small audiences with space seating. It won't be full capacity, 
but it will be people in person experiencing music together. If resiliency is a muscle, as Joe believes it is, it's a muscle he's constantly flexed, tested, and strengthened. It's the muscle that will hold the door open for people in May who can't wait to return to North Davidson Street and East 36th Street to hear music paint every inch of the 20-year-old music venue and to see the person who keeps getting back up to make it possible. I'm Sarah Delia. This is Still Here. If you have a story idea for Still Here, email me at sdelia at wfae.org. Find me on Twitter at Sarah WFAE, and that's Sarah with an H. Still Here is produced and reported by me and edited by Greg Collard. Our theme music was composed and produced by Patrick Bowden and Patrick Lee. Together, they make Patrick Otto. Our really beautiful logo was made by Matthew Scott. Learn more about the series at wfae.org slash stillhere. Subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Still Here is powered by Ortho Carolina. Thanks for listening.